Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash it's, you know, Crash Course Final Round Drag First. Racing Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Jumped a couple calendar days ahead. Really looking forward to Monday's show there, but this is going to be a good one too. Uh, Final Round Drag Racing Podcast coming to you right now, number 77 on deck here, and it, we, you loaded it up. I Jason, tried. Jason, you filled, you filled this thing. There's a, there's a lot going on here this evening. We're going to be talking with... Vince uh, Musolino, he's on the phone right now, and then we're going to be talking to uh, Robert, Bauer. Robert Bauer the third, yep. as well about his win out there at Columbus. So it's um, it's going to be a full one. And you had the uh, you had the red car out this weekend. I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had had myself some fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an adventure, but it was fun. Uh, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we won't get into too many details about that because it was kind of embarrassing, quite frankly, because I was so bad. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it, uh, it it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was fun, if nothing else. And uh, I helped uh, Billy Lieber this past weekend. They had the Quick 16 program out there, and uh, he uh, ended up winning the Quick 16 with the Corvette. So uh, it, it wasn't a total loss of a day. Uh, we had some fun out there doing that. You did what everybody always wanted to do, though. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Take uh, out a borrowed car. Yeah, right? I uh, I will say that I got some some funny looks, and people were saying, "Okay, I, don't don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know." <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, it was uh, like I said, it was interesting. It, it it just showed me how terrible I really am at doing anything but what I do normally, which is super rod, super gas racing. Uh, so one of these days I'll get into uh, foot brake racing and spend some time and try and hone my skills. But uh, for now, for anybody that's watching, if you ever see me out at uh, the track and I'm foot brake racing, uh, pull up alongside me because you want me first round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, deep staging. Not our friend. So uh, Vince is on the line here. You can hear Vince in the background there. They're busy frantically working on a bunch of different cars and, and sounds like they're in, endeavoring some pretty serious upgrades on one of them well, as, it, as we spoke. It sounds like Vince is trying to do something uh, with a converter and I'm, I'm guessing it's the Nova. I don't know for sure. Uh, is that what you're working on now, Vince? We're talking about some converter stuff, but we're not just doing regular maintenance, just uh, checking valves and going through everything. So Talking for, about trying to get down a small tire down a sticky race or a slippery racetrack right right uh so for those of you that don't know vince so vince you were the nhra division one top dragster champion in 2018 16 16 geez was it that long ago really yeah wow I've seen that, but it, it time, was 16 yeah time flies holy cow i can't believe that so yeah most people that know you vince i mean basically know you in your beautiful dragster um, you know, running the, uh, the, the the big dollar bracket races out at Esta and then traveling the Northeast, uh, basically doing some top dragster. And uh, I don't know, have you ever done any super comp racing with that dragster too, or just, just top dragster? No, I, I'm, no, never no super comp, just top dragster. Okay. So that's how most people well, know you. I, I, I have to say the Esta Outlaws thing is completely new to me. I did not know, I didn't know about this group and I didn't know that you were involved in this. Uh, I guess, tell me a little bit about it and I guess, how did this come about? So this was something that started a couple of years ago, you know, I mean, obviously I'm very involved with the um, promoting different things at, at the racetrack. Yep. And you know, the whole Street Outlaws thing on TV just became very popular, became a, fan favorite kind of thing and you know obviously it's 
what's important about getting people into the racetrack. Right. Um, seeing them there. Yep. So we started this a few years back. Um, and I bet you it's been maybe two, three years that we started this. Two years. I think this is the third year now. Okay. We, uh, you know, we created a, a list, yep. you know, just like all the rest of them. And, uh, you know, currently on, on the top of the list right now is you know, Jim Bersani with that station wagon. I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I know it uh, for sure. Um, he's currently, at, you know, on the top of the list here locally. Um, we've had like three or four list races scheduled for this year, but between the corona and rain and this and that, yep, it's uh, all of them have been canceled. So I mean, we have, you know, right now we have a, a ten car full list, and we got man, four or five kind of new builds of, you know, new builds or buys or whatever. Yep. Of, guys that want to get on this list um you know right now the, the list is fairly fast you know and, and it's not an outlaw style race you know it, they're all cars with steel doors steel quarters steel okay. roofs yep. alternators radiators it's not quite an outlaw thing as more of a street outlaw thing yep um, you know the cars have to be registered inspected plates I mean, you probably won't see too many of them going down the street, um, but they're they're a little different than like the Empire Outlaws, where they're more like an out, a true outlaw car. This is more of like a street outlaw kind of thing. Right, right. So, so we started a couple of years ago, and I mean, and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown and it's continuing to grow. And uh, the list is it just a let's call it a single list? I mean, this particular, I mean, this this weekend, right? Is a small tire race that you're putting together, or you have put together? Well, so we we had we had a bunch of list races scheduled, and as I said, you know, the Corona thing, um, you know, a bunch of them we got. In fact, four of them we've had canceled. So I've decided as being four got canceled. Yeah. There was originally scheduled like a fastest streetcar race for this weekend that required a drive and all of that. And it didn't get a lot of, not a lot of cars were interested in the drive. Yeah. So um, it wasn't a race that I was putting on. So, they, you know, the guy kind of canceled, the guy canceled it. So I said, you know what, we haven't had a race. I'll take that day and we'll just do like the cash days kind of thing. Sure. You know, it's 130 bucks thrown in the pot. It's all the same rules that we run our list race format with yep and you know we just pull from the chip and winner take all okay you know and then we had a race scheduled for august which also got um not also got canceled i canceled it because i was in contact with some racers from albany and they wanted to come down and race us yeah so they got 10 cars coming we're going to bring 10 cars and we're going to do another cash day style race and yep you know, we do first round. It's Syracuse versus Albany every round. Okay. Or, you know, every every pair. And then second round, I mean, if there's five Albany and there's five Syracuse, then it's perfect, you know. Yep. Five from five. If there happens to be, you know, six Albany and four Syracuse, then two of the Albany guys are going to have to run each other. Sure. Until we come up with a winner. And I guess that's who's the winner of the event. You know, Syracuse or Albany. But, you know, winner takes... Right. Still takes the purse. Yep. So it's like I said, it, it was something that I started three years ago, and I uh, I'm just starting to race in it this year. Oh, okay. With this Nova, yeah, this is 
like I haven't even ran in one of the events. I mean, we've we've already been testing with the car. We've been to Cecil and we've been to Empire and we've been to Asta, so we we've, we've done some testing and shown really good results with it so far. So, so we're looking forward to bringing it out this weekend. So in all your testing travels and stuff like that, what's the atmosphere been like at those tracks? What have you what have you been seeing? Well, we did um we did a, a test thing down at Cecil and it was just a track rental. So there was just, you know, us and another car there. Um it's far, far different than obviously anything I've done with the dragster. Far more work too, actually. <laughs> um, as far as looking at data and making decisions and I mean that dragster you just put it down on the racetrack and go. No, this thing is so very far from that. I don't ever want to go. Actually, you always got to work on it. So now, um, now the dragster. You know, did, you, are you running a pro charger on the dragster? Tested. We had uh, a few issues here, and you know, there which we got hired out and we tested a few times here at Asta. I mean, we haven't really been to a race yet with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Are you running a pro charger on the dragster? The dragster is a pro charge car, yes. Okay, and it, it's incredible, really. I mean, the drag—I don't know. Have you ever gone in the fives with the dragster? <laughs> no. Nope. I know you've been close. Um, no, um, this this dragster here has a smaller pro charger on it, so it's probably only really cranked up, maybe a six thirty car in the right air. Only. Um, but you know, I've never really got into that qualifying game of having to. Go, you know, try to go way up to the top. I just right. do what I have to do to get in and just bracket race. And but what's move. crazy is the fact that you have a dragster that runs six thirty in the quarter mile, and it's it's close to zero maintenance. Zero. That's. I mean, it, it's been. I mean, I just bring this car back and shut it off, and don't put no battery charger on it, and just <laughs> leave it. I mean, it's it, it doesn't need anything. It's it's. Really, when I made the switch to the Pro Charger, I was very, I was very interested in it, and I'd been interested in it for a couple of years. Yeah. Back when I had the green nitrous car, and I'd been very, very, it was very intriguing to me. It was something different. And, yeah. Um, when I sold the green car and did this one here, I just don't really know if I'd ever have another bracket car without a Pro Charger at this point. Who, who did we have on the show mm-hmm. when we first got introduced to that Pro Charger conversation? Oh God, I, I can't remember. I I don't recall. Uh, I mean, there's we got an we got an extended riff on the the pro chargers and and the pros and the cons and the differences and um and everybody that I know that has one and that runs one they love them. It's like you know you build yourself a mild motor. I mean, fairly mild motor. You put a pro charger on it. You don't have to kill the thing. And uh, yeah, if you're in a dragster, you're going out and running uh, mid to high sixes. Pretty easy. I run this thing at about nine to ten pounds of boost, which is virtually very minimal, with a small blower, and it's been six sixty four at two hundred and four. That's just that's incredible. And I mean that's the way that I run this car when I go when I show up at Esta Sunday, that's the way it's set up right now. Yeah. That's you know, virtually the slowest I can make it go. And how fast is the Nova over the same distance? Um, well, we, we can't Nova give away secrets. <clears throat> upper to mid fours. Um, but it is a completely different feeling. 
I mean, I will tell you, I was out testing the, I hadn't had the dragster out this year, you know, at, at this point when I was out testing the Snova. And a buddy of mine, they put a new, uh, another motor in their dragster and they asked me to hop in it and make a test pass just to make sure everything was okay. And I made a pass and it went like 470 something. And I came back and I, I said to my buddy Scotty that helped me, I said, man, I said, I think I might be done with dragsters. I go, that was boring. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then the next day I brought mine out, which was 420s, and I said, well, that's what they're supposed to feel like. <laughs> so I could deal with mine, but I can't. If, if, it, if it was a 471, I, I'd probably have it parked or for sale right now, actually. Yeah, and, and, ag- yeah, and again, it's like, you know, I just think about it. So, uh, yeah, you know, at the opening of the show, I was mentioning how we were out at Empire this past weekend, uh, and I was helping Billy Lieber run his car in the Quick 16. And, you know, he was running his car basically high gear only. So shifting into second gear, basically a tenth of a second, and he was running like 520s. And yep. it it's crazy to me to think that that is a super gas car now, where 30 years ago when we were running out of Lancaster and they had their Quick 8 program, Mike Janis at the time, he had his old cut, old Cutlass that was running 5.0s to 5.20s, depending upon what year it was. And it was like that was the baddest door slammer around um it's amazing what technology has done oh these it, motors yeah it is really incredible um yeah dragster wise heck a 470 dragster 30 years ago that would have been number one qualifier quick eight every single night uncontested yep. um and now now you got super comp cars going sixes right <laughs> i know <laughs> i know well, it's there's good. a handful of them all running six you know if they run them wide open run sixes right yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to me. Now the Nova, we we talked a little bit right before we went on the air. So it's a seventy-two Nova. Seventy-two Nova, yeah, with a three eighty-eight small block, just a conventional one, not an LS. Seventy-six millimeter turbo. It's set up for ultra street. Okay, and um, that, uh, now is that? I'm assuming a that's a low. Would run if we we plan on going to Yellow Bullet if. Um, the higher powers let us race. Um, <laughs> And uh, right. that's the class that would run it is an ultra street. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, what compression are you running on that motor? 10 to 1. Yeah. I mean, that's the... 10 to that's... 1 alcohol motor, 76 millimeter. The car's got to weigh 3,200 pounds. I mean, it's it's all steel. Everything except for the, the hood. And it's crazy that, yeah, you take that mild small block and you put a... 76 millimeter turbo on it and a 3200 pound car and you're running in the fours in the eighth yep and it makes um over 1500 horse at the tires wow we had it hub dyno <laughs> that is that I is crazy now we're all because there might be people listening but it right it made over 1500 horse <laughs> now are are all the cars on the list are they all on your list are they all like that um, a good portion of them. I mean, I know that, um, you know, Jim Bersani's the, you know, he's on there. And, I mean, obviously I know his numbers also, but we'll just say that he was over 1,500 also. Yeah. Um, we got some cars that are off the list. We got a twin-turbo Nova. I don't even know what year Warren's is. Same body style like ours here that made 1,800. It's a big block Chevy with twin turbos. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. You know, it made over 18s. So, I mean, we got nitrous cars, we got turbo cars, we got pro-charged Dodges, which, small block Dodges, and nobody ever sees those. Right. Um, so it's, you know, there's a pretty 
pretty good variety of cars, you know, between his wagon and Nova's, and we got 70 Camaros, and obviously Mustangs are everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's a variety of cars, and it just, uh, you know, the fan base to something like that, people can relate to these style cars. Sure. Um, to whereas, you know, you see a dragster like mine going 420s, well, people can't relate to that, you know, just it's a purpose-built race car. This was... This was probably at one point driven on the street, this car. Not yeah. by me, but no. <laughs> it was probably driven on the street. Now and so, your and for your for your for the Esta Outlaws, all of the cars have to be street legal. Yes. Um for this cash days this weekend we are not pushing that, but when we do our top ten list and all that, yes they yeah, are. Yeah. And, for and, this weekend's cash days, all it is is 28.10.5 or smaller tire, no W, um, no wheelie bars, and steel quarters and steel roof. Now, do you typically this, you typically run a big tire on your car or a small tire? On this car here? Yeah. It's got a 275. Okay. On the Nova, it's got a 275. So, or any DOT tire. So anything that DOT, you know, will allow, we allow. I mean, I run the... A twenty-eight, ten, five, fifteen pro bracket radial on it. Yeah. Do you have to worry about? This is probably a silly Maybe. question, but do you have to worry about? You know, like you go to other other race tracks and stuff like that. There's there's noise ordinances and stuff. Yeah. In order to be street legal, what are you allowed to do with your mufflers and your exhaust system? Uh, I mean, that's a good question for Vince. I mean, I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I actually think that pretty much. Uh, I don't know that there's any real hard, fast New York State laws. Right. I mean, Vince, maybe you probably know better than I do because of what you're doing here. But I, I think if you get pulled over by a cop, you know, they could do the, oh, yeah, you know, excessive noise. But if you actually take that to court, I don't know that that holds up in court. I'll tell you what, this Pro Charger car is not loud. Or this nitrogen <laughs> turbo car yeah. is as quiet as can be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's rice burners that... You wouldn't even hear this thing running if they came by. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bersani's car, he wouldn't want, uh, he probably wouldn't want to get pulled over. Um, you know, I've rode with him in that car to go get ice cream. <laughs> but, I mean, that car is, um, you know, he drives it around, you know, I mean, he, he has the ability to drive it around just, you know, just as well as anyone else. I mean, his car is on E85. So, yeah, you, know, you can you can drive it around. <laughs> when you're running that kind of power, um, and you're running the the, the different um, supercharger setups and pro chargers and stuff like that, do you have to do anything different to your intake and your fuel delivery systems when you switch over to E85? I, well, I believe with the like um, our Nova here is on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, his is on like E85. I know that there's a, a substantial difference in injector size. Yeah. You know, being that, you know, ours, both cars are all fuel injected. Right. Um, obviously, mine's going to, you know, the, the Nova here is going to burn quite a bit more than his being on E85, probably a good percentage more. I'm not familiar with how much more or any of that, but I do know that there's a substantial difference in injector sizes in the two cars. Between the E85 to the alcohol. And you said neither one of those cars are LS cars? What was that? 
neither one of those cars are LS cars? Nope. Both, in fact, both of them are conventional small blocks. So when it gets super hot out like this, um, it, obviously you have to go through your, your tuning regimens and your stuff along those lines. Um, do you have any concern if you're in, you know, I guess we don't really have a good example to fall back on right now because everything's been so shut down. You go to a big show and you're running E85 or you're running the methanol and stuff. Is there any concerns about the way the condensation can build up on those? Well, being I mean, on like and off, being on and off. Injected and it, um, you know, it's got an oxygen sensor and it'll self-correct to the air. Got it. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's 90 or if it's 60. This thing's going to burn at whatever preset O2, you know, whether it's 4.6, 4.7, and it makes the fuel corrections for it. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it really is incredible. Now it's it, got a Holly EFI in it. This, I mean, obviously, I've never played. You know, my dragsters are a blow-through deal, but this uh, this Holly EFI is pretty wild. It, so, is that the is that the newest Holly EFI that they just came out with? Yes. Okay. I will say that uh, me being the total nerd that I am, um, you know, the fuel injection units are look super cool to me. And being able to have, like you said, the you know the self-learning aspect of them seems really neat. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's got me intrigued to the point where I wonder if on a dragster bracket racing, if that fuel injection with something like that is better than a blow-through carburetor. Right. I mean, that thing is correcting to make sure that this car is running on a preset O2 on a preset O2 yep. every pass. So if you'd put it on a, like a bracket dragster, and that thing is correcting all the time to, you know, the number that you preset, 5.0 or whatever it is, uh, it's got me wondering whether it would be better for bracket, you know, for even bracket racing also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I, I, have, I have wondered the same thing, to be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly interesting. I mean, I, I guess, you know, along those lines, I mean, with regards to the fuel injection and, and let's even say, you know, going to the turbo car from your ProCharge Dragster, I mean, how much of a learning curve was there for you? It was a huge learning curve, and we took the car because I didn't know anything or this or that. We went and had the car hub dyno down with Carl Stevens, and uh, he taught us a bunch with it. And the guy who we bought the car from prior to, um, you know, to us owning it has been a huge help. Okay. Um, many questions that I've had, you know, he's kind of left the phone open for me to call whenever. He's went on the little team viewer if I had a question to get onto the computer. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, you know, at, you know, answer any question that I've had. And um, he, he's been great. Um, and he's out of this car, came out of Texas. Okay. Yeah, and I will say that that's you know that's kind of one of my big concerns for me personally, being a normally aspirated you know carburetor guy. Anytime I think about going to a turbo or a procharger or fuel injection, it's the 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 learning curve aspect of it really scares me to the point where it's like uh, I don't know, do I really want to go down that path or not? Uh, well, it was very intimidating originally when we first started. But I just got to the point where if I did something that I was questioning whether what I was doing was right or wrong, I would just X out of it. Don't save nothing and X out. Right. Yeah, I guess that's um, the nice thing. Because it is very easy yeah. um, to get lost in this thing. I mean, there, there's preset parameters for this and for that. And to sh- 
shut the fuel off when it does this or give it timing when it, I mean, it's just the, the possibilities of, and options of things that you could do with these computers are absolutely endless. So I just try to keep it basic. Now, does the fuel injection system, does that tie in directly to the grid system? I'm assuming you're running a grid system on this too. No, the Holly is also the ignition. It's the ECU, it's the oh, ignition, it's the, whole it's the thing. data recorder. The Holly ECU does everything. Oh, interesting. Huh. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty really cool setup. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, do a little digging into this. Uh, it really does sound pretty darn interesting for sure. Um, it's got traction control built into it. Everything is all built right into, you know, right into it. It's got its own, you know, dash that connects to it. And it's got preset buttons on the, the screen where, I mean, we go up with a timing curve and, you know, if, you know, if my buddy says, hey, you know, that track looks like garbage out there, you better turn it down. And I just can hit a different switch on the dash and I can turn it down a couple degrees. Wow, that's pretty nice. You learned this week at the traction control has to be off. Yes, I. <laughs> yes, and super gas, uh, yeah, traction control is not allowed, uh, but yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's frowned upon. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so this weekend's race, uh, I mean, we're we're coming up unbelievably on a half an hour, and I told you I would only keep you a half an hour. So this weekend's race is a cash day style race. It's one hundred and thirty bucks to enter. One hundred thirty bucks to enter. Thirty goes to the track for allowing us to do it. You yep. know, and hundred goes back in. We're going to pay first, second, third, fourth. Um, you know, for winner, runner ups on ice, and um. You know, I, I know. Thinking we're going to have right now in the twelve to fifteen car area, from you know what I've what I've told been told. Yep. Um, so it should be a you know we do a chip draw. It's um should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so certainly for uh, Esta is. I'm assuming Esta is allowing spectators at this point. We are not, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you come in with a racer, right. you can come in. Um, if you're not with a racer and you could maybe just race a street class, I mean, anything at this point would help. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you can bring anybody you need to with you. Well, yeah, and I will say that that's what I did this past weekend at Empire. It was like it was 25 bucks to uh, to enter as a spectator or 35 to race street. So it's like, well, for 10 bucks, I'll go race street, right? So. Yeah, uh, and, you know, like we get people that they pay to race and they don't even show up and race. You know, they just pay to race just to get in to watch. Right. Right. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, um, you know, as much as these style cars are what, you know, the kind of the track was able to profit on, um, you know, like what comes through the gate. Yep. We can't have them right, uh, right this time. And hopefully that changes here real soon. Um, yeah. So well, that's kind of what we ask to be done. You know, if you can't come in with a racer or no racer there that, you know, just, you know, we have trophy classes that are are very reasonable yep no just stick it in there you know go go have a good time watch a show because i'm sure that with this heat there'll be a lot of pedaling and it'll be quite a show to be seen yeah no i agree i bet you it'll be very very entertaining for sure and uh certainly if uh, there are any you know potential competitors out there that want to get in on this i mean i guess i would uh encourage you to look up vince Mussolino on facebook and contact him about uh rules and everything else as far as whether or not uh, you know you can get in as well which i'm assuming is if you had a car that meets the rules right uh, the more the merrier right absolutely 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Now, quickly before we let you go, uh, we didn't talk at all about the Twin 10Ks. Uh, so those were scheduled for earlier in the year, I think, when COVID was... scheduled was... for last weekend. Right. So now it's uh, September... Mid-se- September 12th and 13th. Okay. And that's... Um, we have a very big following of Canadians, and I, I moved it for them, which I'm still not thinking that they're going to be able to attend. Um, I, I don't see that, unfortunately, at this stage, I don't see that the border's opening by then. Right, right. But, unfortunately, you know, I'm still going to have to do what i got to do to make it happen. Um, it may be better. Uh, you know, in the summer, we, we've always dealt with the extreme heat, which last weekend I'm very thankful that we didn't run it because it was the extreme heat. Right. Um, between the extreme heat and graduation parties and, yep. you know, it, it really made a lot of different obstacles. So hopefully things start loosening up and the COVID stuff gets better. Where people are a little bit more apt to to show up. The weather is cooler, and hopefully it'll be better. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, At we'll, this time of the year, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly cross our fingers. So for those uh, for any competitors that might be watching that might want to compete in those, uh, what's the entry fee for the weekend for both races? I believe it's three seventy five. I say I remember it being very reasonable. Yeah, it's you know it's three seventy five. Um, you know, for the weekend, it's two ten granders. It's you know, I, I tried to make the money even on the round money part of things fairly good. So it was it was good all the way through. You know, nobody went a real top heavy race, but right. You also have to break even with it too. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, for information on that, was that uh, can they find that right on there, the? Uh... There is a actual Facebook event page. Um, you know, that, that race is sponsored by the Design Joint. Okay. It's the Design Joint Twin 10Ks. It's got its own Facebook page, which you can follow. Um, I'm going to hear real soon, I'm going to start doing some raffles, which have been very, very popular in the past. Yep. Um, with, you know, like 20, 30 bucks for whole weekend entry. So somebody will get in for 20, 30 bucks. Sure. Um, I'm going to start doing those here real soon. I'll open up the high roller and um, pre-entries. Those fill up quick. So we'll, um, start getting start getting moving forward. On, you know, moving forward on that. I didn't not going to say I, I dropped the ball, but when everything with this Corona stuff happened, I really didn't see much happening by July. Right. So I just left things be until it got closer and it got closer, and I just decided that I should just leave it be for right now and, you know, search for a better date, which yeah. is very difficult to do with everything that's going on, you know, with everything that's going on and trying to work around everybody else's dates. And, right. Because um, I'm just very big on, I don't like scheduling on top of people. I don't think that that's fair to the racers, the racetrack, anybody. Um, I hate when it gets done to me. <laughs> uh, I, I try to stay on the same weekend year in, year out. And, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, unfortunately, you know, this particular year it's been tough, and I know with the Western York Super Rod Association, I did the same thing that you did. I uh, 
basically waited until it was okay we're going back racing i didn't think that it was right to essentially release you know six or seven uh revisions to the schedule you know hoping that something might happen it's like i'm not going to reschedule anything until i know that we're going back racing so uh, i i completely agree with what you did because i did exactly the same thing and uh um, I think yeah, uh, I just want everyone to come, just like you know yourself, just everyone come, have a good time. Yep. I always like I, I know what it's like, <clears throat> and I'm sure you do too, to have to drive home all night long on Sunday night and go to work the next morning. Right. So I do everything in my power to get everybody out of there by four o'clock yep. on Sunday afternoon. So I mean, even if you're five six hours away, which is usually about the extent of the traveling we get, if you win the ten grander. You normally don't care about driving through the night, but you're still right. home by 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, yeah, it is nice, and it is nice. And I remember being, uh, um, you know, I've been there a couple of times, and uh, the, the show runs very smoothly. You, did a gr- you do a great job with it. And, uh, um, yeah, so certainly I would encourage anybody that's looking to potentially go maybe dip their toe into the, uh, the high-dollar bracket races to take a look at uh, the twin 10Ks that you guys are putting on because uh, they're, they're good events well, for sure. I can sure. tell you that. I can tell you that I haven't talked with John Sierra yet. Um, I called him actually today, and he called in on the other line as I was talking to you. Okay. Being that the races are a couple weeks apart. Yep. About possibly doing a little point series between the two of them. Oh, that's an interesting concept. I I haven't even passed it with him yet. Like he said, so if he's listening to this, he's going to hear about it before I tell him. (laughs) I even ask him. Um, Well, we'll get get... that it might be a good way to get some of our racers that don't normally come maybe to come there to get some of his racers that normally don't come here to come here and it maybe it can affect you know help both of us right right well we'll we'll see if we can get uh, john on the on the show in the near future here and uh we'll confirm all of this for everybody yeah so because his race is two weeks following yep all right, well, uh, that's been, uh, we're pretty much right at the half an hour mark. Uh, Vince, I certainly appreciate you coming on. Anybody that you want to thank or uh, while you're, you're on here before we let you go? I mean, obviously the racetrack for giving me the freedom to do all these different crazy events, whether they think it's goofy or not. They never, ever you know, question me, and they always uh, they just let me run with whatever I want to do. And Mickey Thompson and APD, the design domain, and my own, you know, my own sponsors that have been great for me, you know, great battle behind me from the get go. Some guys are—they've all been really good. All right, Chris. Anything else? There's lots to digest there. Yeah, I mean, it's 30 minutes is quick. It goes it very, very quick. It's very fast. Yeah, yeah it is very quick. <laughs> <laughs> very. Just, but we'll definitely, you know, we'll have to. Uh, working on these cars, and I said, yeah, I got to do this podcast. I'll only be 10, 15 minutes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Well, we got we to follow back up afterwards. I got a ton more questions. Yeah, we definitely got to follow up. And uh, I, I know you're not far from, uh, you're not, you know, around the corner, but you're not far from Seneca Falls. We'll have to have you in the studio sometime for sure. Yeah, we could do that. Um, maybe 45 minutes from there. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely uh, definitely keep in touch and uh, let us know how everything goes. Okay, I will. All right, thank you very That's much, Vincent. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Vince, now we got to shift gears and we're going to get Robert Bauer on the line. Think he's still popping champagne bottles? He, well, you know, uh, so I don't know if he goes by RB3. A lot of people call him RB3. Uh, so... He's won some pretty big races in the past. Um, so I'm sure he was happy. I, I believe this was his first Wally. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I have to say that, uh, like I said, he's won some pretty big races. So <laughs> we're. I was just going to say, I hope that uh, he. We're a couple of minutes late, so I was hoping that he would uh, hang around, uh, wait for us. Uh, So we're uh, we're good, Robert. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, thanks uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, so I, I promised you, and I and I will stick to this promise that we'd have you out of here by eight o'clock because you said you're busy, you got some stuff to do. Uh, uh, but uh, first, congratulations on uh, your win last weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. So this was this was your first. NHRA, let's call it a sanctioned event win, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, which I won't say that it surprises me, but I mean, Chris and I just quickly were bantering back and forth. He's like, you think he's still, you know, popping champagne bottles? And I'm like, you know, RB3's won some pretty big races already. And to be honest, I'm, I'm a little surprised that this was your first win for an NHRA division event. Yeah, I mean, uh, I won the uh, NHRA Open in Toronto. Um, right. But I guess it technically, I mean, depends on who you talk to. It wasn't, I guess, really a real divisional win. It was an Open. But um, I guess for the, for the amount of rounds that I went that, that weekend, I would consider it a pretty good win. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it just has to do with that we don't really run NHRA, you know, a lot. We usually do, depending on the schedule yep. and the races that are out there for the year, you know, sometimes three to four, you know, sometimes a little more. Um, you know, when I first got my dragster built, um, when I came out of juniors, we ran NHRA a good amount. And then we just sort of veered off into the big money bracket races, stuff like that. Yep. Just because it sort of gave you uh, more seat time and, you know, more passes in the weekend. Um, and just the money prize, too, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, obviously, when you're going on an NHRA race, I mean, you're you're racing, let's call it for the prestige and for the Wally. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to go for the money, I mean, that's when you go to Milan and you do the uh, 1.1 million or something like that, or even stay home. And, uh, you know, we were just talking to Vince Mussolino about his twin 10Ks, or, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, Sierra runs his uh, twin 7500s uh, that he's got going on, which you've won twice, I think, right? Um, I've actually never won uh, the Twin 75s. I won his uh, Labor Day race. Oh, okay. Um, his Labor Day high roller, his 10K that he has, I won that three times. Three times. Uh, He's yeah, probably the better runner. runner, runner <laughs> year, so every year he had it, I either won or runnered up, and uh, I think I semied one time. I'm not, I can't remember exactly. Did you win that? Was that last year? Did you win it again? Yeah, I won it last year again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was saying, I was, I remember watching you win. It's like, man, this kid at this particular race is like just can't be beat. Um, <laughs> I was saying, I mean, is it, is there anything that you would attribute to that too? Is it just because it's sort of your home track, or is it the the format, or ten thousand pieces of motivation? Ta- yeah, right. Is it is it the motivation? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not really too sure, honestly. It's just sort of, uh, I guess. I don't know, it just maybe puts your head a little bit more to the grindstone when you, uh, you know, you say you got four rounds to win 10K, and it's, right. uh, you know, it's, of course, it's a good chunk of change to enter, but I guess when you look at it, it's only four rounds for 10K, um, you know, four or five rounds for 10K, whatever it is, it just sort of, like, 
you know, maybe gives you a little bit more, more motivation than an eight or nine, ten round race, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it probably is, I guess, let's call it, easier to keep your head in it because it's not such a marathon. That's exactly right, and I was just going to say that, too, is uh, racing these eight, nine, ten round races, you really got to be disciplined right. um, with, your, with your car and yourself mentally. Yep. Um, just be able to hit the tree every time, you know, good, and, you know, have your car be on its game. When you're when they run that race there, Sarah's race, the Labor Day race, yep. you usually finish that race within three to four hours. Right. Um, so the car doesn't really have a chance to bury much, and, you know, usually you can put a good set of hits together on the tree, you know, within that time frame, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, this past weekend you were running the Nova, um, which I know you've been driving. You've been driving the Nova and the and the Dragster, obviously. Uh, uh, I guess I kind of felt like your dad was maybe driving the Nova more than you. I guess what what made it so that you hopped in the Nova this weekend and your and it wasn't your dad driving this weekend. Um, my dad hasn't really drove the Nova uh, or the Dragster much at all the past you know past couple of years. It's really okay. been me, um, but it just. I don't know. My dad really likes the crew chief and, you know, watch the cars go down the track and, yep. um, you know, just watch me race. And, you know, he's done it since he's been 18 years old. And, um, you know, he just enjoys that more, I guess you would say. Uh, he's got his car that we're finishing up here for him um, that we'll have out in the next two weeks yep. um, that he'll be racing. So um, he'll get it. He'll get in that thing. But um, as far as, like, bracket racing goes with the Nova and the Dragster and um, that stuff, he sort of just likes to sit back, you know, I guess you could say somewhat relaxed, not really, because he's still got a crew chief, and right, just, right. you know, watch me race, you know? I would say, uh, now your dad's car, he he just bought, he bought a new chassis, right? Uh, no, it's a, it was a complete car. Oh, it was a complete car that uh, that he got, yeah. okay, because uh, um, he was, was it a, was his old car, was that a Bickle car? Uh, it's actually a G-Force car. The The new car or the old one? Uh, the new one. Oh, the, the new one's, one's a G-Force. Yeah. The GXP was a Stroop car. The new yeah. one, the 69 Camaro that we have is a G-Force car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah. uh, so you're hoping to have that out in a couple of weeks. Is that what you're working on uh, tonight? Uh, or are you doing maintenance on the other cars uh, for this weekend? Uh, actually, a little bit of everything tonight. <laughs> <laughs> maintenance on the cars, uh, doing some stuff with the Camaro, and, you know, doing some stuff on the rig and stuff. So uh, okay. all just right. sort of all over the place tonight. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess what uh, you know, what are your plans, kind of you know, going forward now for the rest of the year? I mean, uh, I don't even know to be perfectly honest, Robert. Uh, NHRA from a are they still running a points series for the year? I'm assuming they are. Um, in, in you know, last race there, uh, it was just sort of up in the air. Um, you know, every single day you just sort of heard something a little bit different. Some yep. of the officials and you know the friends that we got there, and it was you know they didn't really have an answer and uh you know i guess you really don't really know what the season's going to hold out um it's sort of changing every day you know i mean there's a race in virginia um you know pdra race and you know we were thinking about going there if the car was done but now they you know they selected that state as one of the states that you're, you know, you're not supposed to go to or whatever right right so you know that sort of put a damper on things but um you just sort of got to wait and see yeah, and I I know that uh, I don't know. Is it another Nash? Is it another national open, or is it a sports nationals? I thought that I just read about at Epping. Is that uh, is that coming up soon? I, I thought I saw. Um, yeah, I think that's coming up in the next couple of weeks here. I think I saw that too briefly when I was scrolling through. Now, there's no points for that, obviously, but I mean, if you were to get confirmation 
that uh, I mean, obviously, racing has really just started up. Let's call it from a you know a divisional standpoint. So I mean, at this point, to start the season off like you had with a division event, I mean, that's pretty nice from a point standpoint. If if they thought that they were going to do a point system, are you thinking about maybe uh, going to a couple of races and seeing if you can string a couple of wins together? I'm definitely going to keep it in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at I looked a couple of days ago. I was number three, and I only have one race claimed. Right. You know, or two two races, two division. You know, sports nats and uh, yeah, 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 um, yep. divisional. And uh, you know, the de- people in first and second had a couple more races than me. But so it definitely struck my attention uh, when I saw that. But yeah, like you said, you just sort of got to wait and see what happens, and you know, what races are canceled, and what races are you know going to occur, and go from there. Right. Right now. The uh, thing you want to do is go someplace. Then you got you go someplace. You have an okayish weekend, and then you got to stay in your house for fourteen days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one thing. I mean, and I have to say that you know the whole points thing. It's sort of, especially the beginning of the season. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Let's call it. It's it's sort of a blessing and a curse. So you do well, you win a race, and now you get let's call it sucked into. Well, I got to go chase points because I started off the season well, um, and you know who knows how the things go. Um, and it could be let's call it just a big waste of time because you end up sucking. Let's call it the rest of the year, right? On the flip side, you could say, well, I'm not going to go to any races until the end of the year. Now you put together a string of races and you. Look back and you're like geez why didn't i go to stuff earlier i could have you know won the championship it's it's really really right. hard and, and i don't know that there's a good a good answer as far as what you do uh, um i guess if you keep loot that's the only good news is if you keep losing you can just say all right well i'm not going to do anything because i obviously am terrible but uh, right. uh yeah in your, in your situation like i said coming off a win like this it's it would definitely make me say geez do we want to go to a few more races and see if we could you know potentially put our name at the top of the list here Definitely, for sure. I mean, if, you know, you got to be confident that you can do it. You know, if you're thinking that, you know, you're possibly going to lose and, you know, worried about losing, then I don't even think you should even bother pulling the car out of the shop and put in the trailer and leave the driveway or leave the shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's definitely in the back of my mind, like I said. And um, I do have confidence in the car that it can, you know, win and, and it obviously can win. And I have confidence in myself that I can hit the tree well and have the stripe uh, but, you know, like I said, we just got to sort of wait and see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I, I guess, uh, do you have a preference, uh, you know, running the Nova or the Dragster? Or do you like running one over the other? Um, I mean, I like running both. You know, there's sort of two different atmospheres, you know, going 440s in the Dragster and, you know, 16s in the Nova or, you know, 890 at 187 compared to 1090 at 132. Right. Um you know, it's just sort of two different deals. I definitely like running the dragster, uh, bracket racing, you know, all out. And I, I like running the dragster 890 super comp racing. It's like I said, it's just sort of two different deals. And it's nice because you get two different situations and viewing points from the driver's seat in each one, you know? Right, right. So you started off, I, I, I guess I, I probably knew this, but probably forgot, I guess I would say as well. Uh, so you started off in juniors, and I'm assuming ran out at Lancaster in the junior program there for essentially from the time you were probably eight years old or something? Um, I actually started a little bit late in juniors just because I, I played a lot of hockey when, as I was growing up. And uh, I think I started juniors when I was about between the ages of 10 to 12 i don't remember exactly because it was you know a, a good amount of years ago but um yeah i ran the 
series at uh, Lancaster and Empire and adventured out a little bit, but just mainly stayed local um, just because they ran a really good series, you know, close yeah. by us. And, yeah. uh, you know, just sort of evolved from there um, into a full-size dragster and then the Nova and hopefully get into the Camaro this year, uh, you know, once we get it all situated and, you know, figure it out and go from there. It's it's really incredible. Uh, I mean, I have to say that the junior program for teaching kids the basics let's call it the basics of racing i mean what you're supposed to do it's really incredible because uh um, i mean you're a very young man still and you've you've got you've racked up quite a few big impressive wins uh particularly for your age and it really just goes to show you know those years spent in the juniors getting that experience of you know how you do your your starting line procedure and driving the stripe is exactly the same whether you're going 75 miles an hour in a in a junior dragster or uh you know you're going 190 miles an hour in a in a you know a super comp dragster um but it's amazing how that experience really does translate to success in the big cars yeah that's definitely for sure it's able for you to get your feet wet and just uh driving the junior as far as staging procedure and not even staging procedure i guess pulling into the water box would right. be the first step and uh i guess even go before that as far as strapping yourself in and mentally getting prepared yeah and preparing the car um yeah absolutely and then, you know going down the track and leaving the starting line yeah so what are your plans now uh, i guess uh, coming up in the short term and long term for the rest of the year uh short term here i you know as far as if anything doesn't change uh we got a couple big money races we're going to uh, try to attend, you know, as long as nothing changes. Uh, the SFG race in Columbus, I'm going to pre-enter for. Okay. Um, I think we're going to we're gonna do a little bit of testing when we get the new car out at Empire. Yep. Um, uh, we'd like to go to the last uh, three PDRA races in uh, Virginia, Maple Grove, and I think a lot is the other one. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens with NHRA. Um, right. You know, as the time unwinds, what races are, you know, going to be changed or added on. It was sort of nice having the double um, at, Colum- at Columbus this past weekend. Right. You know, just getting sort of two chances to to go at it, you know, instead of if you lost first round, you know, you load up and go home. But it was cool to have two chances. Sure. Yeah, I know that. Uh, so I won a national open at, at- – no, Maple Grove. Sorry, it was at Maple Grove, and it was the Open and the Division race at the same weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean, I won the Open, which ended up we ended up finishing that after the Division race had already finished. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was nice to have a second chance, and then to to win the race was uh, was just you know icing on the cake. It's like you know, it, it's always nice not to have to load your stuff up early and uh, limp home with your tail between your legs after uh, after Saturday. You know. Um, yeah, that, that, that's definitely for sure. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, like I said, I know that we, like I said, we promised that we'd get you out of here by eight. We don't want to keep you too long. We know you're really busy. Uh, before we let you go, uh, anybody you got to thank, sponsors you want to hit up, anything like that? Um, I, I just really can't thank my parents enough for giving me this opportunity to do what I love doing. You know, my dad uh, for always helped me out and, you know, gave me good advice. And, you know, like I said, being my crew chief, standing behind me and, you know, just making sure I try to do everything right. And if I do something wrong, it comes back, you know, constructive criticism goes a long way. And, you know, we just got a really good bond working with each other. And, um, you know, my sponsors, K100, Red Horse, NGK, VP, FTI, Mickey Thompson, they just, 
they all gave me great products to work with and you know they definitely helped me get, go to the winter circle that's for sure yeah yeah well and, and i'm gonna say you know enjoy definitely enjoy that time with your dad because uh yeah, it was uh, a, a big deal for me and my dad as well. I mean, working on the race car, and uh, we were very, very close uh, because of that. Yeah, and definitely enjoy that. Yeah, uh, enjoy that time. It's uh, it's it's precious for sure. Um, yeah, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, Chris. You got anything else that uh, before we let uh, RB three go? I do not. I'm just anxious to to hear about the next one. Well, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, Robert, definitely, uh, you know, keep in touch with us. Let us know uh, what you guys are up to and uh, what you got going on. And, you know, sometime hopefully we can get uh, you and your dad into the studio here and, uh, you know, spend a whole hour with us on the show. Yeah, for sure. And one last thing, thank you, uh, you to both of you for giving me the opportunity to be on here and, you know, um, interviewing me and, you know, going over a few things. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Hey, it's, uh, it's our pleasure. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the show, Robert. Sounds great. Have a great night. Hey, thank you. You too. See you now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. He's a super good kid. <laughs> what a nice boy. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. RB3 is a super good kid. Uh, yeah. I would say his, his dad, Bob, uh, should be very proud of the young man the he raised. I thing about him on Labor Day. <laughs> well, thankfully, I've only sat and watched on Labor Day as he's kicking everyone's ass. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, like I said. I mean, when he won last year again, it was like I just couldn't. I, I was actually wondering. I wasn't sure how many years that he had won that, and I don't know if it was three years in a row. Um, but I'm pretty sure he won the last two years. So I think but so. He it's said he's won it three times, and he's been runner-up. Yeah, it's and, and, and John's shows have good payouts. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's literally like you know the last that he pretty much can't be beat at that event. And I, it's like it's it's crazy. Uh, the road to ten k goes through RB three. Right, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, I wonder if he's going to the the twin ten ks at Esta. Uh, Think to ask. Yeah, I would say it seems like he probably uh, should be if he's not. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, great kid. Uh, got a really bright future in front of him too, from a racing standpoint. He's obviously done very, very well for himself. He's doing okay with that drag racing thing. Maybe he should uh, stick with it. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how good he was at hockey, but uh, yeah, he certainly has a future in drag racing for I sure. I thought that was bizarre. I mean, he said that he couldn't get into the junior dragsters because because of hockey. And I was wondering how much how much overlap with the schedule. There actually was. I mean, I can see maybe a little bit if it goes deeper into springtime, you might miss some. But I, I know hockey isn't cheap, and and you're running all over creation to do hockey. You're not going to be running all over creation to race cars at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, you know, I know some people that played on travel teams, and I my guess is that if you're really seriously into it, and and you are good and and you know able to play on some of those travel teams, it probably does end up turning into a year round thing. Yeah. Which is probably fine for the kids. They don't. They probably don't care. But the parents are probably like, "Hey, you know what? I, I need a break." I mean, <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, from just from a drag racing standpoint, I mean, I love drag racing. Most cases, the end of the season comes. It's like I'm ready to take a break. I, I've right. now, granted, by December 31st, it's like okay. I mean, when's the racing season going to start <laughs> back up back again? But uh, yeah, it it can be a long season and. Uh, yeah, I'm usually ready for a break at that point in time. Yeah, your break in New York, it starts when the sun goes behind the cloud in October. It starts <laughs> when it comes back up from behind the cloud June 1st. I was saying, and... Uh, Everybody's ready December 31st. Right, yeah, and it was even worse this year with uh, with COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, yeah, it still I mean, isn't back up to full 
No, and that's the problem here that we have, right? I mean, and, and it's it's hard, I realize, for Robert to say what their plans are for the rest of the year. It's like, yeah, here he said it's like, you know, we're, you know, looking to go to Galat and Virginia and uh, oh, so he's talking about the Ohio race. Well, it's like, well, yeah, right now Ohio is on the you got a quarantine for fourteen day list. So, um, how long is that going to be? I don't know. I mean, nobody Ed just made it. Right. Ed Brewster was up this weekend from. Uh, Midlothian, right, Virginia, right, and he just made it. Oh, because his uh, the Virginia got put on the list. <laughs> he pulled in his driveway, and like the GPS said, "You're home now. Stay there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's it, it's really crazy, and I mean, from that standpoint, I guess if I. We're not doing any traveling this year, but I have to say that if we were planning on doing any traveling at this point, we probably would say to ourselves, yeah, you know what? We just got to sit home and and wait till this blows over. Empire's allowed fans, right? Empire is allowed fans, correct. And that Uh, is in which county? That is in Livingston County. Livingston County. Um, So did you hear about Batavia? No. Excuse me. Genesee Speedway. Okay. In Batavia. Yeah. They... Jumped on the fan bandwagon. Yeah. They're welcoming people, people back. Yep. And now they are shut down for the rest of the month of, of July. As punishment? No news. Oh. The, they had their last race was Saturday. No fans. Yep. And they're shut down for the rest of the month at the least. Now, I think Whoa. I'm not 100% sure... So anybody that's watching this, please don't go out there and say, oh, Jason Oldfield told me this. Um, I thought that I had read that Lancaster was open for fans just recently, within like the last week or so. But like I said, don't hold me to that. But I thought that that was the case. Um, But I also know that everybody is very sensitive about this topic and like like i was telling you before the show people were saying look i mean if you're coming out to the track you need to social distance you need to wear your mask because the instant that government officials find out that we are letting fans in and people aren't social distancing and aren't wearing masks yeah then you're going to end up uh, being shut down the tracks that i've been monitoring fairly closely all have the cdc guideline adherence masks mm-hmm. and uh social distance you can sit with the family that you came with. Yep. But you have to have your mask on when you're up moving around the facility. Okay. And I don't know what happened, but yeah, they're now they're done for for the time being. Yeah. Canyon Speedway, I believe, is back to no fans. Land of Legends Raceway has continued to welcome fans. Mm-hmm. So Fonda Speedway, I believe, is still welcoming fans. It's it is so widespread the the way things Udgrom Speedway still hasn't they, they had one race and then they closed back down yeah Fulton and Brewerton Speedway never opened at all um, Ransomville Speedway Ransomville Speedway can't open half of the races are from Canada it wouldn't oh, be oh yeah, yeah, yeah right right yeah and I will say you know the TNT Hot Rod Series I mean they have not raced at all this year I don't know that they have canceled the schedule for the year yet i mean right now the the border is officially closed until august 31st the last i knew tnt's last race of the season maybe i I missed that august 31st i thought it was until the first did that get extended recently that got extended to august 31st when did that get extended Mm, i want to say 10 days ago was it Um, okay um, i don't think i realized that yeah because it was supposed to open back up 
like now first august 2nd yeah um but yeah like i said i was well and i guess we could go on the website and find out but i was told august 31st um, (laughs) his decision wasn't to keep the water closed was it right (laughs) well yeah i mean i think it was potentially ours to begin with and now canada's like hey yeah good luck you know (laughs) don't be coming up here um yeah, so, yeah, with TNT, like I said, their last race was supposed to be scheduled, I believe, before August 31st, so I don't know if they're going to try and get some races in, maybe if the border opens back up, but they figured sure. that, you know, at least half of their competitors are Americans, um, so it's like, what's the sense of having races just up here in Canada when we can't have the Americans come up and we can't go down there, so, I mean, that's certainly played havoc with them. I would have to guess that, you know, you probably have some car counts, people always have their favorite tracks and they have their tracks that they dislike um like i'm never going there and this is the only place i'm going and um so i mean i I would have to say that i'm sure that car counts are down in this area just because of that you have guys from here that aren't going up to canada and and vice versa um but yeah it's it's interesting so far i mean i've only been we were at lancaster for a few hours before it rained um, I went out to Empire last weekend for the first time. And, uh, you know, I will say at Empire, there's signs up and, um, you know, going to the concession stand, you know, you could see that they definitely put in place the, the things necessary, you know, fake you know, shields and guards and, um, and stuff like that. There was hand sanitizer right there at the concession stand. So, I mean, they're all doing the right things, but, uh, um, you still need to, unfortunately, well, I won't say unfortunately, but you still need to adhere by the rules or the guidelines, um, because, yeah, if you don't, then we're all going to find ourselves just sitting at home without some place to race. Back back to that point. And we were talking about the, the scheduling and overlapping and stuff. You know, we're, now we're trying to condense 12 months, of, right. 12 months of activities down into six months. Or, you know, you want to look at a six-month schedule, still trying to pack it into three and three and a half. It's just there's not enough space to not have stuff overlapping. Yeah, if it's going to continue to be on the schedule. Yeah, it's yeah. Just- this this weekend for us, Western York Super Route Association. So we're running a makeup race from a rain out at Empire earlier in the year. We were originally supposed to be out at Dragway 42 this weekend, which we canceled when it didn't look like things were getting better at uh, in Ohio. Right. Um, so then when it rained out, this weekend opened up. So we said, all right, well we'll move this race to this particular weekend um now this particular weekend there's also a big dollar bracket race down at pittsburgh um so yeah some of the guys are going down to pittsburgh and it's like uh, i i can't do anything about it at this point like i said i mean that you're you're working with such a condensed schedule so it's the, the the choices are you're gonna have some overlap and you're right. just gonna have to live with it or we just don't race so it's like well we'll take the we'll take the cars that we get to come out and race with us because it's better than nothing um so i will say that i don't think we lost a lot a lot of people to to pittsburgh but i think there's probably four or five guys that end up going down there and uh but yeah we're gonna race regardless so right if you have you get, a you get 28 weekends to do your racing schedule and now it's been condensed down into august 18 yeah Weather permitting. Weather permitting. Which, yeah, yeah, our first two races were rained out. Um, So, yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll see what what happens. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, like I said, if uh, if there's anybody out there watching, you got a sick car that can run 640 in the eighth mile, you can get a light on a 510 Pro Tree, come race uh, with us this weekend at Empire. Did you get a message back or no? Uh, Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't look. Um, I did not. Okay. So we'll have to uh, keep that under wraps, I guess, uh, for now. So 
We'll be back on the 6th then, barring anything unforeseen. Right. Back on the 6th. Looking forward to that. We'll see everybody on the 6th of August. August already. You know, for as, as long as this year was, up until, uh, I don't know, summer started. Now it feels like it's flying by. Yeah, I'm wondering, would we have hit, uh, I'll have to go back and look. I'm wondering if we would have hit 100 shows in 2020 if it hadn't been for COVID. Probably. Probably would have been close to it. Yeah. I don't yeah, think we're going to. We're, we're, 20, we're 23 away now. Yeah. So, and we lost, what, five episodes? Probably. Like around five. Yeah, so it would have been it would have been close. We yeah. can start going every week. I mean, if you want to make this time out, <laughs> I mean, hundred's the goal. What else are we doing? Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't we can't get to seventy eight if we don't end seventy seven. That's right. So that's going to be it for us this week. We look forward to catching up with everybody in a couple of weeks. Thanks to RB uh, RB three and Vince for coming on and hanging out with them. Jump online, find them on Facebook, give them some support. Let them know you heard about them. We will see everybody again next time. That's going to do it for this edition of the final round. We'll see you then.